switched on on F 104 and I'm joined by VIP digital editor Bronwyn O'Neill. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. I'm I'm warm today, but I'm very good. <laughs> it kind of came out of nowhere, really, didn't it? <laughs> Absolutely no. Like no warning that it would be warm today. No, Everyone no. was not prepared. Still in our winter gear. I don't know if we should put it away just yet, but. No. I'm holding out hope that we're into summer now. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. And in doing that, we are also getting some new shows and some new movies to watch. So, Citadel? Yes. So, this is the new Prime Video uh, TV show. It has Priyanka Chopra, Jonas, uh, Richard Madden, and Stanley Tucci himself. Yes. Love my life, Stanley Tucci. Uh, <laughs> it is this new, like, spy-esque James Bond um Matt Damon, <laughs> not Matt Damon, um, type of movie, type of TV show. Yeah, it's the second most expensive TV show that Amazon has ever created. I'm pretty sure it's the most second most expensive TV show ever. It cost the season one budget was okay, three hundred million dollars. Oh my goodness! Like it By, looks beautiful, but like, come on, it's a lot of money. It's um, um, I were like, look, I think it's really, really interesting. So basically, it's very like born, ultimate born identity, mm-hmm. where um, there are two spies. Without giving them too much away, there are two spies. They are in a accident while on a spy mission, mm-hmm. and Richard Madden's character loses his memory, and we have to kind of go on this journey with him, where he is kind of forced into re remembering. Basically, that is, you know, the premise of it. Uh, you know, it's fine. It's fun. It, we, it's it's something we've probably seen a lot before, but I had a good time watching it. The thing that I find really, really interesting about this is that it's not just one TV show. So we have the English language one with Priyanka and Richard and Mr. Stanley Tucci, mm-hmm. but they also have made two other different versions of this show. They're not remakes. They're not the same story. They are their own standalone TV show. So there's one, um, an Italian one and then an Indian version. And they are, you, you can watch all three alone by themselves or you can watch all three of them um, because they kind of interlink and there's like hidden Easter eggs and hidden nods to each TV show oh, wow. within them. So I think it's, re- it's a really, really cool idea. They've been trying to make it since I think 2016. And it's taken a really, really long time to, I suppose, get the money to make three TV shows simultaneously, get the kind of technology and get everyone on board. Um, look, it's already been renewed for a second season, so it's not as if, <laughs> it's not as if anything that we say or the That's viewing figures will really affect it. But I just think it's really, really interesting that Amazon Prime has two of the most expensive shows ever. So this, and then they have Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which I really enjoyed. Um, But a lot of people are kind of like, they're spending all this money and what is it really doing? Look, I don't know, but Amazon has a lot lot of money. They can spend it. (laughs) Yeah, it's very clever. It's a very clever idea, though. Absolutely. I mean, I think with streaming, we've been used to watching TV or we've been kind of introduced to watching TV shows that might not be in English like Squid Game being the most watched TV show ever um, and being like from Korea like stuff like that I think it's you know people are going to watch all of them and Mm -hmm. also I mean I think especially coming from Ireland we have we do have like you know a fair share of TV shows and movies 
made in Ireland about Ireland, but like we don't have the vast majority of it. So it must be nice to be like, oh, we have this big spy thriller made in Italy or made in India, and it's not just the American version or the English version that you have to watch. Yeah, it's really, really good. Do you think it's worth the money? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I do. Like, honestly, you know, it's not groundbreaking. It's nothing new. I think, like, if I was watching something that I was like, wow, this is really... Po-. Like, I, I mean, I did just say it's really interesting that they've done three different TV shows. Yeah. But other than that, it's not really, like, reinventing the wheel or pushing the boat. Like, I literally yeah. started watching it. I thought it was a spy show. I hadn't really known anything else about it. And I was like, oh, it's... It's Jason Bourne. So, you know, it's it's very, like, Same look, it's not, yeah. yeah, it's nothing new, but okay. it, it's a fun watch. Excellent. And then one that people probably know about and forgot that they know about is Queen Charlotte of Bridgerton. Miss Miss Queen Charlotte? Queen Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, obviously, we've been waiting with, well, maybe just me, but I have been waiting, waiting with bated breath for the third season of Bridgerton, which keeps being pushed back and pushed mm-hmm. back. And then Netflix were like, would you like a spin-off? And I'm kind of like, I, I don't, but I will eat it, I guess. I'll take it, um, yeah. I'll, I'll do what I have to. So they decided to make a spin-off. They announced it, I feel like maybe two years ago at this point, um, of Queen Charlotte, who is the queen in the TV show and a real queen in real life. Um, she was married to uh, King George, the something. <laughs> there was a few of them. And if you watch Bridgerton, you know, they kind of have this really sad love story. You you think kind of like the queen is a bit cruel because in the first season, she's been like, is the king dead? Is the king dead? And we never see the king. And then you find out that he's like very, very ill. Um, he has, like, I, it's never really said what he has because obviously this happened in real life he it was many many centuries ago and they didn't have like the terminology to talk about mental health like we do mm-hmm. now but he obviously is just like very he kind of like mentally regresses to kind of a childlike state mm-hmm. so you know it's very sad to kind of know watch this TV show of uh, George and Charlotte falling in love and you want them to have this happy ending and you want them to find a solution not a cure but maybe you know something that, to manage his you know mental health and they don't and you you know that watching it the whole way through so it's a bit I don't know I suppose it's like a bit tough to like sit down and watch and be like god is there a point to this because you don't get a happy ending but at the same time it's like in life people have relationships where there isn't a happy end like it is a happy ending you know they end up together and they're in love but it's not I suppose this fairy tale romance and that's realistic and it is what happened in well I mean it might not be so romantic in real life but in real life George and Charlotte got married they had 13 children 13 yeah um so you know they tolerated each other at least and they stayed together until Queen Charlotte actually died first and then uh, King George died after her so you know we know that um but in the story it's kind of like god I wish that she had this like happiness or this, mm-hmm. you know, they really, really love each other. And it's really nice. I will say, I wish they just kept bridge, like the original Bridgerton storyline yeah. and just, you know, played through with season three and season four and where, wherever else we're gonna, we are going to get. Yeah, spin off in there. Mm. We, I, I feel like 
like I love Bridgerton I do and I kind of watch this like oh and I it, it comes out in Thursday I was really lucky to get um, advanced screeners of it and I've had them for a couple of weeks and it took me a really long time to get through them because I was just like I just want to see what happens with Penelope and Colin. Mm-hmm. I want to see what happens here. And I think it was because I was like, God, I know that they don't have this like happy ending. And maybe I'm just a bit like sappy like that, that I want them to be perfect. But look, but then at the end, I think the last episode is probably the best episode okay. in so my humble worth, opinion. It's worth sticking it out for. It's, it's worth sticking it out. And also, unfortunately, if you are a Bridgerton fan and you kind of went, oh, I don't think I'll watch this one. The, while it is... There are flashbacks. There are also, I suppose, present day, present Bridgerton times um, scenes between Violet Bridgerton, who is the Bridgerton mammy, and Lady Danbury. We find out a lot about their backstories as well in this show and their relationship is affected by the show. So you can't go into season three unless, you know, they completely ignore what happened. But you can't go really into season three without watching this, which is kind of a pain it's now turned into Marvel I suppose (laughs) the Bridgerton Cinematic Universe (laughs) it's all linked so you have to watch it interesting okay so we have two series there and then we have a book for this week we do now if you are like me and you love a book uh, you probably have heard of Emily Henry if you haven't heard of Emily Henry that's fine she is a romance rom-com writer um, book rom-coms and her latest book um, Happy <laughs> Goodness me. Um, is out um, it was kind of one of these really really um, anticipated books because every book that she has written just hits the bestseller list and stays there um, she's written books like Book Lovers and People We Meet on Vacation and they just I don't know I look I, I've said this before and I say it again I'm not a massive like romance rom-com book lover I do enjoy reading you know like they're a rom-com it's kind of like okay I'll just sit here and I'll read this and it's a bit like mindless I don't I don't want to be mean because they're obviously like someone has written them and taken their time to create them but you know they're not like a book that I'd reach for immediately Um, but I really do like Emily Henry Um, I read this book devoured it to be honest Um, so I was really excited for it to come out and for everyone to start talking about it Um, it is I don't know if it's kind of like book fatigue. She's been pumping this book out very, very quickly. I don't think it's as good as the rest of her books, to be honest. But look, everyone's going to read it. And it, people have pre-ordered this book, book for months. So it doesn't matter, again, how you feel about it. Everyone is going to be talking about it and reading it. And I think, you know, we just talked about how warm it is. It, we're getting into like book summer beach reading vibes. And this is perfect. the perfect book for that. Excellent. And we want all those vibes. All those summertime vibes we're after those. (laughs) Absolutely. VIP digital editor Bronwyn O'Neill thank you so much for chatting to me.